Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome. It is a Wednesday edition of the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Dan Bach, and we're presented to you by our friends at Fantasy Draft. Of course, uh, tonight over on Fantasy Draft, you better get your PGA lineups in before the, uh, what, 1.30 Eastern start time. Now, unfortunately uh, for you, you snoozed, you lose the PGA Championship uh, live final queue is uh, just about filled over there, so uh, not going to be able to jump in that, but plenty of GPPs, and you know we talk about their rake-free games, and those do go beyond just baseball. Those exist for uh, golf as well, so if you're looking to play some uh, DFS golf, I think the best product in the market today is over at Fantasy Draft, and I hope you give them a look there. Obviously, baseball tonight, we will continue uh, the grind on that. Uh, we got a split slate today, and uh, if you're trying to get maybe tickets into the Millionaire Maker, looks like there's a lot of seats left available in that one. Uh, they're going to be running a lot of queues here today, and interestingly, on on DraftKings in particular, they decided to uh, not include the super late game tonight uh, out there between Washington and the Angels, which actually makes a lot of sense because it allows them to finalize contests early so therefore people can put that money into playing golf in the British Open and also uh, settle their ticket qualifiers as well before um, roster locks. If you had that late game, that 10 o'clock game, then good chance uh, that one's not going to finish before PGA ends up uh, starting. So wise move by those people over there at DraftKings, but uh, lots of qualifiers there. Again, I'm not really going to buy in too much uh, into the Millionaire Maker uh, I love it. I love being able to win a million dollars. I just hate, you know, finishing like two points behind the winner and then winning like a grand. Like, yeah, that's I, I love that we can have three million dollar contests. It's just way too much money going to one person. And I get the draw is somebody wins a million dollars, but uh, maybe we're beyond that. And, uh, you know, it's just sucks for everybody else, basically. So uh, I will still play, but I'm going to, you know, I picked up some tickets the last couple of days. I'm going to go for a handful more here uh, tonight as well in, uh, in in golf. We've got, again, split slate for you. We're going to handle the night slate. Obviously, Stevie and the crew on the morning grind had you covered on the early. So uh, we will get to that here in just a moment. Uh, just a couple reminders and then one little industry topic thing I want to discuss here today on the show. And uh, first off, our 
Uh, anniversary week continues again. We do free rolls four days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And yesterday was over at FanDuel. Hopefully you get in, got in on that. Uh, today we're over at DraftKings. So uh, again, details in the forums and pretty much on the front page. And uh, like we said before, use the Roto-Grinders little badge, avatar, icon, whatever you want to call it. And if you finish well, you can win extra prizes like premium subscriptions on the house, uh, invites to the Roto-Grinders party, and uh, even like expenses paid trips to the Roto-Grinders party. So all those details in the forums, and uh, hopefully you check that out. And it's funny because uh, Cameron ended up posting an early screenshot of the uh, of what the site looked like seven years ago, kind of when we got started. And uh, pretty amazing to see the differences from back then to today. You know, content was being written for $3,000 GPPs that we were excited about. Uh, there was a myriad of sites. There was, in fact, nine sites that we had promoted on the front page of Roto Grinders. And as of right now, FanDuel is the only one that still exists of those nine. So uh, been a kind of crazy seven-year ride. It just shows you how quickly the dynamics of this industry can change and probably will continue to change as well. Uh, but uh, if you didn't see that, I tweeted that out. And it's kind of interesting to see the early look of Roto Grinders and uh, pretty gratifying to see how far we've come as well as a company. So I'm excited that we've been out. I think we've outgrown three offices out there in Nashville, uh, have just an outstanding, you know, dev team who doesn't get nearly the amount of credits they deserve. And obviously our content team, uh, the team we have now is phenomenal. And it's also pretty cool to see the people who have, you know, been through the doors at Roto Grinders to go on to, you know, do their own stuff. And that's, that's the one thing, you know, not everybody, but a lot of the people who've gone on to have a lot of success, whether it's in their own companies or on other platforms, seemingly got their start at Roto Grinders. And that's pretty cool. So uh, I'm really proud of that. But uh, we've got a bright future ahead, there's no doubt. And uh, we'll be interesting to see what comes of it. Uh, all right, daily fantasy topic time today. I want to chat a little bit um, about a poll that I put up a couple days ago uh, pertaining to multi-entry because uh, clearly we're in a time where uh, entry limits are a, a good thing. You know, we've already seen what used to be unlimited, then to 500, and now, you know, basically via regulation, 150 seems to be the max number of entries we're going to have in the DFS space, and I'm, and I, and I'm fine with that, and I like the fact that we've gotten to that point, but we've also seen the demand for lower entry games. Pretty much all the sites are running uh, single entry contests or lower entry limit games. But one thing that came out, I think it was about a week, yeah, maybe two, three weeks ago over on DraftKings, um, just in some Twitter back and forth with uh, John Aguiar over there, is that uh, moving forward, uh, DraftKings said that they are not going to have multi-entry on, I believe it was anything below $5 or $6, right around there. Um, but anything below that buy-in price point, it was not going to have that 150 entry max. In fact, they were going to move everything to 20 entry max. And uh, and this is something that was a little bit disappointing to me as a player. And I'm going to you know tell you why um, here in just a second. Um, and again, this is something that I asked, is going to is it going to apply to football season? And he said, yes. Now, obviously, things can sometimes change. And uh, 
I get what they're trying to do. You know, if you get feedback from uh, your average player, they feel at a disadvantage of people who can play 150 entries. And let's face it, uh, a lot of the newer users who come into the space are probably playing a buy and entry, you know, under $5. So they want them to come in and feel comfortable and uh, not play games where somebody can, you know, put in 150 lineups. I get that. Uh, and I think that is absolutely a right decision to be made. But I also think that I don't like the fact that, you know, if I want to ever put in 150 lineups, because I enjoy making a lot of lineups in Lineup Builder. Like, I do like doing that. But what I don't like is that if I want to do that, I'm going to have to be spending maybe like $2,000 to do it, as opposed to if it's a $2 tournament, spending $300 or even less if it's the quarter arcade. And, uh, and I know that you know, FanDuel or in DraftKings in particular, because they're the ones that came out with this, you know, decision and were public about it. Um, realize, like, hey, they're not catering towards the big time players, the people who are throwing 150 lineups, like me. Like, they want to cater towards the younger player, the person coming in. I get that, but I also don't like the fact that you're drawing lines in the sand and saying we're never going to offer this below this because I put that poll out there and it came in at 55% in favor of uh, basically the question was would you rather have a 20 entry max on games um, under five dollars or over five dollars and it was 55% said under uh, 45% said over and what I gather from that is there should be no line in the sand. There should be no, it's it's my way or the highway. It should be, why can't we necessarily offer both? Maybe not on the same day in particular, but why not have one day a week where you have low dollar uh, buy-ins with 150 max? One day, even just one day to satisfy the people who do like to build that many lineups but don't really want to spend their entire bankroll doing it in a $20, $30, $50 GPP. That's all I'm saying. And and I think maybe what, you know, what happened here and the reason why one reason why this merger not going through is is a good thing is like we talked about is having options is great. And I'm really hopeful that FanDuel doesn't draw that same um line in the sand and basically say we're going to do the same thing as them because at the very least I can now go over and say British Open for example I can put in 150 lineups in the three dollar tournament over on FanDuel where on DraftKings I can't do that and as long as we have those options again this isn't me like bitching at DraftKings telling them to change the rules they don't listen to me anyway they can do what they want Um, but as a player I just like the more options for us as players, the better off we are. And I'm glad we have that right now. But uh, come football season, for example, if you only play on DraftKings, um, I think it's it's sad that I'm not going to be able to build 150 lineups on a, on a low entry buy-in. And uh, again, with NFL being as popular as it is, you know, obviously in baseball, you're not splitting liquidity and having a 150 max and a 20 entry max 
um, tournament because there's just not enough players to fulfill it for every slate. And I have zero expectation of that. But I kind of hope they kind of review things for football season and potentially have uh, a 150 max tournament at a lower dollar buy-in level. Like, it can even be different. You can have your $4 uh, 20 entry max tournament and then do a $1 150 max entry tournament. Why not do that? I mean, it's football. Everything fills pretty much. So uh, I just like having options and I do like that. And I'm missing it now over at DraftKings because golf is a perfect example where I would normally on those low dollar tournaments, just, you know, fire 150 on the lineup builder and have fun doing so. Um, especially where correlation doesn't quite mean as much with golf. Obviously, this week, the British Open, tee times, and weather can obviously lead to more correlated plays, but typically in a week-to-week basis, it's less important as opposed to making sure you have your stacks in place, which you can do in Lineup Builder, uh, your quarterback-wide receiver uh, combos as well for football. Obviously, there's a ton of correlation that goes into it, but sport like golf, sport like NASCAR, where... Uh, especially NASCAR, where there's very little kind of correlation between drivers that you're using. Loved, loved, loved using that lineup builder for it. And unfortunately, I can't. So uh, we'll see if they follow through on it through football season. And again, I'm not saying we should, you know, they're doing anything wrong in terms of having 20 entry max tournaments. All I'm saying is I don't get why it has to be all or nothing. Um, I don't get that whatsoever. And why not run you know, a 20 entry max $50 buy-in. Maybe they are running some of those. I don't know. But uh, it seems to me the higher dollar buy-ins are the ones with uh, with less of the 150 max uh, tied to it. So uh, again, maybe that's something a lot of people didn't even notice, but it's, it's something that we've got to look at as we move into football season. And uh, again, I'm just happy that we've got two sites with huge liquidity, big prize pools, where if one isn't going to offer it, let's hope the other one does, where, let's face it, if they combine to one entity um, and they made the decision to say, hey, we're going to stick with 20 entry max and all low dollar, well, then I would have been SOL for everything. And that isn't a good player experience. So I wanted to chat a little bit about that here today. Feel free to leave your thoughts, opinions. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan underscore Bach here in the comments section as well. All right, well, uh, let's get to the games for tonight. Again, we're going to look at the uh, late games here today, and we'll uh, start with starting pitching tonight. Uh, Obviously, we've got Jacob deGrom on the mound at home. That's just been a really good spot for him here pretty much throughout his entire career, and certainly recently, if you look at the output for him, uh, 64, 64, 52, uh, and 52. Those are his last four starts at home, and that's against pretty good teams. Colorado, maybe not so much. Philadelphia, maybe not so much, but Washington and Chicago, uh, six strikeouts in each of those games, 52 fantasy points in each of those games. So uh, I really like him here against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. I expected him to be a bigger favorite. I'm not going to lie. I thought he would be more like minus 170 tonight, so uh, I'll see which direction that moves, but Uh, I feel like he's the number one pitcher on this slate for us tonight. And, uh, you know, 12-6 is the number we're paying on DraftKings, most expensive pitcher on the slate. But uh, I like him better than Zach Greinke, who is fine. He's been super consistent. Not a great ballpark to necessarily pitch in today. uh, But he did face his team in his last start. I am not super fond of 
using a pitcher in games where they just faced the other team. Now, to be fair, this was before the All-Star break, so it was like 12 days ago. Normally, the situation is where it's like every fifth day, they're back out there, and they just face that team. Um, so probably a little less concern there, uh, but you know, really outstanding performance by him. DraftKings points 30 and 29 against Colorado and Cincinnati the last two starts. I'm just not super fond of this uh, ballpark, though. Obviously, not that it's much worse than what Arizona is, but we saw it yesterday. You know, uh, the Diamondbacks put up a big number, and I think the same thing could happen today. And not that it's the Reds that's going to do the harm, but uh, I'm just not sold on on Zach Greinke today to to pay that salary off. Uh, I'll definitely be watching to see which uh, direction some of these lines are going in. But uh, Degrom, yes, I don't think Degrom and Granke is going to be the right path to go to today. In fact, uh, if I'm looking for alternatives, my other pitcher is going to be Garrett Cole tonight uh, at a minus 150 favorite against the Brewers. Pretty low implied run total for them, and uh, and Cole definitely been all over the map. But I like him now back at home here uh, against this Brewers team. Uh, last start against Milwaukee, he gave you 24 DraftKings points, uh, struck out five on that game in the road, and uh, uh, another start earlier this season, 27 DraftKings points, eight Ks uh, and in seven innings, just two hits allowed. So uh, obviously I don't think he's been nearly as consistent as um, – a guy like Zach Greinke has certainly been this year, but we're not paying that price. So he's probably going to be my SP2 on Fantasy Draft and on DK today. Uh, I'm not playing Verlander. Hamill is terrible. I don't think Geo is a bad play, but we can't really play him uh, over on DK today because they're not including that game. So uh, not going to go there. Uh, Drew Pomeranz, maybe. Uh, the one thing about Pomeranz is... I'm a big believer in the DK algorithm, and the DK algorithm hates Drew Pomeranz. He is 1,200 less on DK than he is on FanDuel, and uh, I find that to be very, very interesting because it's not like he's been pitching bad by any stretch. Um, not great, but seven, six strikeouts in each of his last two games. Uh, so he's been fine. He's been pitching better than 7,200, uh, but... DK doesn't like him very much, so uh, I'll probably throw together some Blue Jay stacks and GPPs and see uh, just how smart it really is. Uh, Mr. Meta against the Chicago White Sox, really strong favorite. Uh, pretty much seemingly every uh, Dodger is going to be with the bats and how well they've been uh, they've been playing, and he's been good in two of his last three, you know, Kansas City and L.A. Both of those, though, came at home his uh, last couple road games. Uh, obviously, on the road in San Diego, he got lit up that day, gave up five earned runs in three and two-thirds. But um, price is fine at 8100 on FanDuel, 7800 on DraftKings. I just think I prefer Garrett Cole if I'm going to pick one of those guys. And you noticed I didn't talk about uh, Rangers in Baltimore. Well, that's because... I like the bats from that game, and let's get to the bats here today. Uh, again, fantasy draft, we don't need to worry about positions, so that's kind of nice. I can play all those great third basemen and not have to worry about rostering a crummy shortstop because, boy, that position certainly does stink. But uh, for the sake of people who are playing on FanDuel and DK, let's give you a couple catchers to look at tonight. Uh, Mr. Avila at 2.6K out there in Kansas City. Really hot temperature, and this guy has... 
just been uh, raking against right-handed pitching this season. 417 Woba and 240 the ISO numbers for him. So he is looking like a very sharp play today against uh, Jason Hamill. And let me see if I can bring this up, but I want to say Salvador Perez has some really good BVP against Justin Verlander. And yes, uh, 24 for 58, eight doubles and two home runs. So if you're on team BVP and you're in team like taking hitters in 92 degree humid temperatures in the middle of the country, then Salvador Perez is going to be uh, a mighty fine play for you today. So uh, he's moderately priced uh, on pretty much both sites, 28 on FanDuel, looks like 37 over on DraftKings. So uh, catcher definitely looks like a safe spot here today. Maybe today's the day Robinson Chirinos is in the lineup. If he is, I really like him tonight. Uh, certainly on draft or on FanDuel at 2,500, 3,500 on DraftKings in a stack. I think you should play him, but uh, certainly priced up a little bit there. All right, moving on to first base. Chris Davis with our double dong last night. Thank you for that, uh, CD. That was that was excellent. Now he gets a date with Martin Perez today, and uh, looking at some of the numbers for Perez. Uh, against lefties, he's just been really tough against them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even play Davis today. Uh, the Woba's 281 over the last two seasons and an ISO of .096. Now, versus righties, different story. 356 the Woba, 148 the ISO. And by the way, the K rate versus righties is about cut in half. So uh, we've got uh, eight right-handers for Baltimore today. Those are the guys I want. So I'm probably not going to play Chris Davis, even though he is still very fairly priced out there on both DraftKings and on FanDuel today. Uh, I think that Joey Gallo is interesting against Kevin Gossman tonight, probably for GPPs because that lineup order doesn't bother me in GPPs at all. Cash games, it really uh, can be hurtful when he's batting ninth. And you don't know whether that lineup's going to turn over that uh, that extra time for him. So a 2.4K is a really, really reasonable salary. So uh, he is in play for me. Uh, certainly like Miguel Cabrera. Prices up on DK, uh, or excuse me, on FanDuel at 4K. Same number on DK. Again, they just continue to hate Miguel Cabrera. So um, I think that they are going to continue to uh, hit the baseball really well. And, and he's a guy I have my eye on tonight. Um... Let's see. I mean, Goldschmidt's fine, but really expensive. Uh, Vado at 3-7 against Granke. If you're not playing him, I mean, 421, the Woba for him versus righties this season. He has been on it. And then let's talk about Justin Smoke, too. Again, almost a 400 average, 390 in 77 uh, at-bats this season. 472, the Woba, 259 the ISO. So he's really been hitting the ball well. So uh, again, if you're not on Pomeranz, smoke a guy kind of in that middle tier I can get behind. All right, moving on to second base today. Jonathan Scope kind of got it done yesterday and uh, I like him a good bit. We talked about the struggles for Perez and Scope, excellent versus uh, lefties. 281 ISO this year with a 387 weighted OBA. So he's a guy at 3K on FanDuel. 4100 on DraftKings, a bit more expensive there, but uh, I like him hitting at the top of that order. Uh, Drew Robinson, we'll see if he cracks a lineup against Gossman today. Um, he's just too cheap on FanDuel at 2.2 and 2.6 over on DraftKings. I think on Fantasy Draft, uh, bring this up real quick. I'm guessing he'll be at like 56. Let's see what we got. We've got... 
5,100 over there on fantasy draft. So if he's in the lineup, looks like a really good play there. Uh, I think I love Daniel Murphy versus righties. He's just so good in that split. Al, you know, Alex Meyer, it's just do we want to pay up for him at 3.8? I don't know. With with scope in the Texas bats, because we didn't even talk about Odor, who's in a really nice spot as well today against Gossman at 2.9. Like, it's hard to get away from those guys. I think in my GPPs, he's a guy who's got two home run upside. I don't see him being a top-flight cash play for me. Uh, I think at third base, it's easy. Jake Lamb against a righty in a nice hitter's ballpark. Uh, we saw that team put up a ton of runs yesterday. They're probably going to be really chalky on FanDuel again tonight because it's just too cheap. I mean, he's $1,700 cheaper on DraftKings or on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. That's kind of absurd. So uh, Jake Lamb is fine. Manny Machado, again, just night in and night out. Uh, things are starting to swing in the favor that we uh, expected him to. So uh, 12 fantasy points yesterday, 18 the game before. And, uh, yeah, fine with him again at 3,500. Uh, let's see, Donaldson against Pomeranz. I, I don't think I'm playing that one as a one-off, but if, if I stack up Toronto, Donaldson's obviously going to be in it. So I don't mind him. And then, obviously, Castellanos. Love him on DK tonight. He's a cash game play on DraftKings at just 3600 and I don't mind it because you know I like those expensive third basemen but they're all you know I'm probably not playing Castellanos over on FanDuel where I can get Lamb, Turner, Machado at similar prices uh, but on DK he is significantly cheaper and uh, again really starting to see the ball well two home runs for him yesterday uh, the dreaded shortstop spot you know Carlos Correa is out Corey Seager today is uh, the big spend, but Carlos Rodon, he's been very very much along the lines of Martin Perez. Uh, just fine versus lefties. 281 the Woba, 116 the ISO. Ks per nine are at 10, uh, but against righties, you've got a 337 weighted OBA, 145 ISO. So Bellinger and Seager, you know, they're great hitters, but I don't expect me to really decide to spend up at those spots here today um so uh so yeah probably not spending the, the money that's going to take to get Kyle Seeger into my lineup uh tonight but uh where are we going to go at shortstop uh man you know Jose Peraza's really popping on projections for me today but I don't see it I don't think I'm going to go there probably looking at a guy like Tim Anderson or uh, Jose Iglesias, and if I got to give the edge, it's going to be Anderson. You know, going to be similar prices, but this guy is going to lead off here today, and he's you know been hitting the ball fairly decent the last couple of games. He's got hits in three consecutive, twelve, nine, and nine. That's his FanDuel output, and obviously yesterday, pretty tough ma matchup uh, against Clayton Kershaw, and managed to reach base twice and steal a base. So uh, he's the guy that I'm looking at. I always think that. Orlando Arcia gets highly overlooked. Uh, I like Cole, so I don't know how much I'm going to have him, but if you're not on board with Garrett Cole today, uh, I don't mind Arcia. I think he's a sneaky good little hitter there um, for Milwaukee. Not the best ballpark, but pretty moderate price over on DraftKings in particular. Uh, we'll check and see if Steven Drew's in the lineup on FanDuel for you. Uh, Lefty-righty situation against Alex Meyer. Uh, batting near the top of the lineup could put him in play today. But, uh, yeah, Tim Anderson, there's your guy tonight. 
Uh, moving on to uh, outfield, and uh, I like the Texas outfielders here. We saw Shinsu Chu with a nice game yesterday. He and Mazzara get Kevin Gossman, and uh, I'm not particularly fond of Kevin Gossman. I don't think he's a very good pitcher. Uh, the numbers pretty much bear that out. Uh, let's see. Against lefties, 333 Woba, uh, 163 ISO, and his, let's see, Sierra this year. Ah, it's actually a little bit better than I did. Actually, this is the last two seasons I have it at. So, Because um, he was actually pretty decent last year. It's, this year's been the problem. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, that really feels like, not, what, we have the highest total on the night? Yeah, 10 and a half. And, you know, it was Texas the other day, Baltimore the next day. Uh, I'm fine going back to Texas outfielders here again. Uh, cash games on FanDuel, David Peralta, just play him and move on. Uh, I think Curtis Granderson kind of sneaky against Mike Leak today. If he is in the lineup at 2.7, but he's obviously got to crack that lineup. And uh, let's few other names to uh, throw out there. Jay Bruce at 3.5 I like. Uh, if you need to punt play today on FanDuel, Kiki Hernandez at 2.1. Not probably playing him at 3.1 on Fan on DraftKings, but not the worst, uh, depending on where he lines up. You want a nice DraftKings play? Andrew Benintendi tonight. Haven't talked a lot about the Red Sox, but I I'm fine with that team today against Aaron Sanchez, who's been all over the map. And you can get all these guys pretty fairly priced on DK Benintendi's only 3,800, so we get him under 4K. You get Jackie Bradley if he's in the lineup today at uh, 34, and Mookie Betts a bit more expensive at 52, but 4,100 over there on FanDuel. I'm into Boston here tonight. Uh, obviously, Harper and Trout, these two guys, pretty much rake. Uh, obviously, give me Harper today against Meyer than Geo. A little bit better pitcher there, so uh, I'll take Bryce Harper. If I'm selecting one of those high-end players today, uh, let's see. Can throw a couple other. Sterling Marte back in the lineup against Zach Davies. Uh, so far this season, 357 with a 166 ISO against right-handed pitching. And uh, Marte hitting the top of that lineup. Uh, interesting one-off for you. Again, I don't think I'm on that uh, Pittsburgh stack today, but he's a guy that uh, the number's pretty solid so far this season. So, uh, there you go. That's who I'm playing today, at least as of 11 o'clock this morning. Things obviously change, and the wonderful thing is you can hear my final thoughts on XM tonight. So uh, catch me out there with uh, Justin Van Zuden and Beer Makers fan. We're going doing the whole three-way uh, show tonight because we've got U.S. Open to talk. So we'll get cards thoughts on the big us open so uh be sure to check us out then uh if you've got feedback on anything happening here at roto grinders you like the show you don't like the show well let me know uh dan at rotogrinders.com please subscribe to us over there on youtube on itunes and leave a little review as well certainly always helpful so we thank you so much for the listen the download we'll be back to them again tomorrow to talk some thursday baseball till then we will see you The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. 
the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota, let's go places. Horsepower, ratings achieved using the required premium and leather gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.